Hey gang, Wonder Rob here, and Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Aww, yeah! It's time for We Love Comics, a show where we love comics, and you should too. I am your host, Vactor, the man without fear, and I've got the big homie in the house, Notorious B.I.G. Seabury. Seabury, how you doing, buddy? Oh. <laughs> Yo, P.P.A. No earphone for the D.E.A. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I don't want to get flagged. That reminds Not me. YouTube. That reminds <laughs> me when he was on Martin. I showed that. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Background. <laughs> that was a great episode. Uh, Ah, man. Uh, <laughs> classic, classic. Yeah, man. What's up, man? You good? Yeah, Seabury. The best time of the week is when I get to talk comics with the big homie Seabury. I'm very happy. And I want to let all of our listeners know, and our viewers, if you're watching on YouTube, you can always contact us. Leave us a comment down below. Let us know what books you're reading or if there's a book you want us to read. Let us know. We are always happy to oblige. And while you're there, why don't you hit subscribe and click that notification bell just so you know every time there's a new episode of We Love Comics. Seabury, what is going on in your world? I, I saw I heard that something might be new in your world. Oh uh, yeah. New figure alert. Woo! Hey, figure alert. All right, check it. So we got this uh Antiques and collectible place out here called a moment in time. Ooh. And you know, normally a don't open the figure gab, a little suffocate gab. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes times are hard. And sometimes you just see used figures in really good condition that you just gotta take. Nice. Yeah. Case in point, I got this Eddie Guerrero. Ooh. Yeah. This is the only Eddie Guerrero I have. Because when he was coming out with toys, I was pretty much just buying black figures when I thought about it. <laughs> I also found a, that's a, just like a young CM Punk. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Comic yeah. book writer. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and his wife is also wrote some comics. AJ oh, really? Man. Um, she. She was recently interviewed by, she used to be Renee Young in the WWE, but now she goes by Renee Paquette. She has a show called The Sessions. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah and AJ Mendez or AJ Lee was talking about her comic book writing and her series writing. She's uh, working on the sequel to 49 Ronin. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And I think it's like a McDonald's Power Ranger tour for like when the movie came out. Oh yeah, because it's like you know you get the White Ranger and the and like the vehicle. I got that from Vintage Toys of Memphis. You know, I just I like Power Rangers. I don't know. I'm always hesitant. Like when I see toys, I be like, am I gonna add that line too? But the more I think about it, I'm like, you know what? I like Tokusatsu, man. I gotta go. Gotta go and get it in, man. So. Man, I want to talk about it. You know, I am a music nerd. I am a hip hop head. Uh, Pulitzer winner Kendrick Lamar has oh. uh, 
recently dropped a project called Mr. Morale and the Big Stepper. I like it, but I understand why people don't. It's this isn't the Naja Head album. This is not <laughs> the very introspective album. It's like musical therapy, but I like it. I feel like Kendrick stays pushing the boundaries of what people think hip hop can be. Uh, as a guy who's had some therapy, <laughs> as a guy who needs more, it uh, spoke to me. So I was like, yeah, just, I like that project, man. I just really hope, you know, people to give it a chance. Like I said, it's it's not the party hip hop album. <laughs> it, it, is, it is very thoughtful and I think it's very necessary. Yeah, I was a, I listened to every track on that album, Seabury, and I, I, I'm a fan of it. I enjoyed it, the lyrical content and the beats. So I'm, I'm a fan of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah, but like I said, you know, I've been, I've been reading it. Oh, man, what is this Kendrick made? I can't nod my head. I'm like, I get it. And I said that about what, what was that? The Pimp of Butterfly. Oh right. Lyrically, but I was like, man, this album does not bump. I don't know if Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers bumps either, but I guess I'm in a different place, man. And I'm like, you know what? It's necessary. This yeah. is what was Chandler was going through some stuff. And he's working it out in public for all of us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Because, you know, it ain't. I feel like it's not really my business, but since you did it, <laughs> that's brave. And, you know, just, man, you know, just have a open mind and open ears, guys. You know, it, trust me. I like turn up much the next person. Like when I'm working out, if I had a bad day, I listen. You know, I kind of zone out on some stuff some would call ignorant. <laughs> but like, just have an open mind, guys. Yeah. Tell them, Seabury. Tell them. I'm trying, man. I'll be, I'll be trying to tell them. <laughs> Do you, them? <laughs> nice. Anything else going on in Seabury's world? That is about it, buddy. All that right. Is, got yeah. my feet and got my tunes. That's a that's a good day for me. Oh yeah. And I've I've been having a good day as well, Seabury. I was reading a little bit of uh Miles Morales. I'm trying to catch up to where Seabury's at. I just got to the issue when his uh sister was just born. So I'm at I'm around sixteen right now. Yeah, that was some that was some good stuff, man. Yeah. And it hits me different because, you know, when that album was, or when that album, when that issue was coming out, I was not a father. Now I am. And there's a whole issue. I think it's like 18 where he's got his sister in the park and he's babysitting her and something happens. So he has to go put on a Spider-Man suit. He has to web her up to his chest and take her with him. And I was like, oh man, I, I can relate to that. Everything except for the Becoming Spider-Man part, I can relate to that. Having to care for your kid. Oh, wait, something over there happens, but you want to make sure the kid is okay and you want to make yeah. sure, like, so. I, I'm i enjoying it, Seabury. And like you said, it's just a lot of fun. And that's what the Peter Parker book has been missing. Yeah, but to be fair now, this run with Ramita Jr. on Arden, mm-hmm. What's the guy? <laughs> oh, who's the writer? 
yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Zeb Wells is writing. This is the Amazing Spider-Man number two by Zeb Wells. This is this has been pretty thrilling though, and like I don't know. Visually, Tombstone is always like stepped out. I mean, duh, he's a muscular albino dude, but like <laughs> I was always just like, yo, man, that dude. Okay, like I, I don't know, just interesting villain. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first game, he didn't even have super strength. Like it was one point he was just whooping Peter Parker once, and Peter Parker turned the tide, and he was like, you know, it just hit me. You, you're just a guy. <laughs> I've got spider strength, so <laughs> I'm gonna whoop you up now <laughs> and tie you up for the authorities, and um, because. He's a he's a friend of uh, Joe Roberts, mm-hmm. longtime Spider-Man supporting cast member, um, and he would intimidate him. And I think he made him change the article or something back in the day. And like uh, Joe or Robbie uh, Robertson, he he was. He kind of witnessed him, I think, maybe kill somebody or something. He just kept him on back because he was scared for all these years. And, and Tombstone beats him up. And the dead he, because he was kind of an accessory to this unsolved case, he wound up going to jail. It was a lot of crazy stuff. But, uh, you know what's crazy? Like- when I was growing up, I never knew he was black. Oh. <laughs> I think it hit me at the wild. First, I was like, well, he got a fade. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and, and like, and I forgot what happened, but something happened that gave him super strength. And then I was like, oh, snap. I'm like, because he was whooping on Spider Man when he was human. I'm like, oh, now he got super strength. I was like, so yeah, I mean, I like what Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. are doing. Like, I really, really like it a lot. It, it, I mean, Peter Park says screw up a lot, and it annoys me. And I'm probably opinion. I'm in the camp that you kind of got to offer on me. I'm sorry. I love her. She cool, but it's like, yeah, she feel like she's kind of outlived her usefulness. Right. How did she come back? Remember she died? Like That was an actor. Oh. <laughs> Man. They were like, oh, that was an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always love how, like... The... Spider-Clone stuff when I had yeah. read right. I went in there when I news and I was like, yeah, it's still dumb. I, ain't <laughs> I, always, I always find it funny how they bring back characters like They'll kill them off in the most, you know, like the the most definitive way. All right, this person is dead for sure. And then another writer comes in. Oh yeah, that was an actor. Or oh yeah, they were just sleeping. Like some, they always come up with some crazy way of, of well, bringing these characters back. It used to be. Don't believe it if you don't see a body. But then you started seeing bodies, and they found <laughs> that. And then, well, you know, once again, back to Max Landis and his video about oh, yeah. right. So man, Dev did kind of break Dev, man. Everybody started dying to get 
resurrected and um and then because there were two no-nos you thought like, okay well they can't bring these people back which were uh bucky who came back as winter soldier and it was awesome and jason todd who came back as the red hood and it was awesome the only no-no person now is uncle ben mm-hmm. Like we've seen alternate reality Uncle Ben's and alternate future Uncle Ben's, but like the six one six Uncle Ben stayed dead. I mean, pretty much every it seemed like on random anniversary issues, Peter Parker get like knocked unconscious and see Uncle Ben like, "Hey, Peter, how you doing, <laughs> Ben? Are you still being responsible? Yes, Uncle Ben. <laughs> gotta wake up and fight some bad guys. Tell you I'm a lover." <laughs> And he like walk off into the clouds. I'm, right. It's like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not really far. Yeah. Yeah. I I I really enjoy, like I said, the the creativity when when the artists or when the writers bring them back. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man that we're reading right now, like I said, this is issue number two. So far, the two things that got me hooked: number one, John Romita's art, John Romita Jr.'s art. I love seeing him on Spider-Man. And then number two is the mystery of what happened. What was it? Six months ago, Seabury? When the book starts out? Like, like Peter Parker's a guy who screws up a lot, but it's like he screwed up so bad that the Avengers not fooling with him, the Fantastic Four not fooling with him. Mary Jane, who's married, I was like, oh, what the hell? She's married and got some kids. I guess they like his kids from another marriage or something. Or, they call from, her mom. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know, man. It's crazy. And I'm just like, she not fooling with Peter Parker. I'm just like, my first part of me is like, ah. Why are we doing this? Why does he always have to screw up again? But now I'm drawn in. Now I'm just like, what the heck happened? Right. So yeah, definitely um, this opening arc of this new one is very much um, enticing us and teasing us. This is the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man. I think it's safe to say, Seabray, he's our favorite comic book character, right? Overall. Oh, most deaf dudes like I mean you have to understand my high school career is pretty much the first half of Amazing Fantasy 15 before, oh, dang. He, before he's been by the spider that, that was me I'm, I was basically a puny park I was like 100 pounds like my collarbone used to stick out dang. didn't holler none of the girls want me people would just Push me around and buried me. I'm I'm at the locker. People walk by, turn my combination. I look up and they like boy and walk off. That's the kind of mess I went through. So, I was, so like comics were legit my escape. You know. Also, I was in the country. I was in Moscow, Tennessee, and I I mean, peace of the country is calm, it's serene. But like, I'm not outdoorsy. Like I tell people, I shot a rifle once. I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> In the house man read some books all right you know um i was a i was a bookworm i was you know you know i studied and got my lesson but other than that i was like heads in the clouds you know cartoons sci-fi superhero comics that's what i'm talking about seabury 
it was just my escape, man. So yeah, dude, like and and the mess of parties they keep making moves that they feel like keep Peter Parker relatable, but as I get older, I struggle because I'm like, man, like I really like him being married to Mary Jane. Like I really like that the nerdy dude got the hot model, but she's a good person too. And I was really invested in their relationship. And they're like, nah, that makes them old. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> I remember that's the first time I met you. Uh, like shortly after one more day, and they yes. started. And I remember you in the comments too. I was like, well, if I read this this brand new day, I feel like I'm telling them it's okay with they did. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I might have been extremist, but then I started borrowing your issues, and I was like, oh my god, this is so fun. Yeah, and that was Dan Slott, wasn't it? I think Dan Slott was on the book. It was a rotating group of people at first, and Dan Slott was in the rotation. Then Dan Slott became the sole writer of Amazing Spider-Man. Because I think doing brand new things, wasn't it like weekly? Yeah, because they had like, yeah, there was like four books a month. Yeah, I remember that now, yeah. That's that's about right. And yeah, the way, what he did with Spider-Man, like what he added to the mythos and uh, like the was it Horizon? Um, yes. I loved him working at Horizon. I was like, hey, Peter Parker has a job in science. Of course. Right. Um, I I loved it. Like, I think the very first issue when he became the, the like, only writer, there was, like, a little, a little big world-level problem and and all the heroes came and Spider-Man saved the day using his brain. Yeah. Because in most crossovers, he just becomes comic relief. And it's like, no, guys, like Peter Parker is at least in the ballpark of Reed Richards and Tony Stark. Maybe he's an as smart as them, but like, he's not far off. Right. And well, I always tell my wife, I always say he's a genius. Like you can't, put his intelligence down like you can't just put him to the side because none of that was in the movies right like we barely saw his intelligence level in any of the live action movies so and especially when in the in the toby Maguire, when his webbing was organic they took away the fact that he created the webs and he had scientific chops in that regard so yeah for people who are coming in as outsiders they didn't know about that Yes, because in the original story, he's a 15-year-old kid who made web shooters and web fluid. And I'd be like, guys, let's not let's not just like ignore that or like step over this guys. Like yeah. that's that's nothing to sneeze at, as they say. Right. Like that's pretty freaking amazing for a <laughs> Right. Yeah. So um, he's officially listed as a genius level intellect. Like if you look up in the Marvel, which I always love looking up the the power levels and the intelligence of of all the Marvel characters when I was younger. Um, oh, but what was it like in the nineties? They made an update. It came kind of loosely bound, but you could take the pages apart, and they had holes like like to be put into a three ring binder. Ooh. That was that was the joint because like a 
had a friend named Abigail. She was a senior when I was a freshman, and we kind of bonded over comics. And she would have pages. She put them in like a notebook. And then I think I bought one issue maybe like a year later. I was like, I'm going to put mine in a three-ring box. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cool, you know. Um, yeah, man. I used to, dude, I used to live with stuff like that in case files and headbooks. And yeah. Strike file and all that jazz, man. Because, like, I was also the kid that would, like, cut out the uh file on the back of the the uh, gi joe packages oh yes yes i was like little sandwich bags <laughs> right yeah i remember that now dang yeah but yeah definitely that was like some great memories seabury um i do want to uh get to before we get to what you read this week um let's give our our ratings on amazing spider-man number two i'm gonna give it a buy because of the reasons i said I'm still hooked by the mystery. Still got the John Romita Jr. art. So I want to see where it's going from here. So number two, I'm going to give it a buy. I'm going to give it a buy. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm still have issues. I still just want Peter Parker to grow up a little bit. But it's begrudging. But, you know, my issues notwithstanding, I can't say they're not some darn good comments. You know, like, I can't say. So it's like, like I say, I'm committed to at least issue six, which will be 900 in legacy number. After that, we'll see, but they got me until that. Yeah. All right, cool. So what'd you read this week, Seabird? First thing I'm talking about is something that I'm just going to rate. This is Devil's Reign Omega. Ooh. Basically, the kingpin was mayor of New York City. He made vigilantism illegal i mean it was kind of already legal, but you know he like put on the books like hey you can't do this <laughs> and of course all the heroes fight against him full disclosure i have not read any issues of devil's run why did i buy this you may ask because guys luke cage is now the freaking mayor of new york you know bend this to me channel updated cage made him relevant, you know, first he put him in the uh, Marvel Max, that was their adult comic line, uh, book Alias, where when we first saw Jessica Jones, of course, and on to get the Netflix series. But then he kind of brought him over into the more all-ages stuff and their relationship, and then, you know, Luke Cage was in the Avengers, and David Walker has done series with Luke Cage and with Power Man and Iron Fist, you know. Would you say uh, that Bendis modernized Luke Cage? A hundred percent. Like, they tried to modernize him in the 90s. They gave him the leather jacket and the fade. Give <laughs> my money. But then, the next time you saw him, he had the like the new leather jacket, but then the fro was back and the metal headband was back. Then the next thing you saw, he was back to the puffy yellow shirt and looking all disco. And it's like, <laughs> guys, that looks cool in a story set in the seventies, like Gendy Tartakovsky's Cage, which is a nice little <laughs> gem, mind you, heading trade. But like in stories in the two thousands, that looked dumb. So yeah, um, 
And now also there was this Marvel Max series with Cage, but oh god, it's 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 a little tone deaf now. I didn't really hold up well. Business didn't didn't write it. Um but it kind of made him kind of a little too, I guess, quote unquote, thuggish. But like hmm. what Bendis did, particularly in Alias and in Avengers, I am like forever indebted to because like Luke Cage always just stuck out to me. And, and, and you know, I live in a world where he had a series that still bothers me. Like, like there was two seasons of a Luke Cage series. Like that happened. I'm always gonna like, oh, Luke Cage is in it. Seven times out of ten, I'm gonna buy the Luke Cage. I'm like, gotta buy it. <laughs> and like, I didn't read any of any of the rest of the crossover, but they were like, Luke Cage is the mayor of New York. I was like, buying that uh, That is some good stuff. Now I'm getting to the stuff that I'm going to actually. Oh, and like I said, even though I love the issue though. I'll probably give Devil's Reign Omega a a borrow. Okay. I got because I, you know, because it filled in some blank, but I was like, oh, so that happened, that happened. I was, I was like trying to piece stuff together. Like I said, that was just, uh, that was one for like seven year old marks. I think this when I first saw like a Power Man and Her and Fist comic. And I was like, yo, I like that Luke Cage. When I, I was probably like, yo, I like that Power Man guy. That dude's cool. <laughs> What I want to talk about this week, though, it is a two-part series uh, that I love. It combines hip-hop, kind of kung-fu movies, um, and like a 80s New York aesthetic. And I want to talk about Saifu Volume 1, which I believe is Kick It Off. And Safu Volume 2, which is It Takes Two. Nice. These stories are about Wax. You know, he's a black kid. He's in New York. He's a DJ. Kind of been a MC DJ duo with his buddy, Cookie P, who uh, works at a pizzeria. Uh, they're very, like, sim- <laughs> simple 80s-style rap. But, I mean, it worked for the time. You know, when I was a young kid, that's, that's what rap was, and I liked it. Um, basically, they find a way to this world called Discopia, and they have to defend it against some kind of bad guys. Uh, like in the first one, he did with the five deadly dangers and their leader Choo Choo. Uh, and like some of the five deadly dangers are like there's Fly Time Girl. <laughs> You know, off the phrase "fly girl," a popular phrase in the eighty in eighties hip hop, and like "old dirty laundry," <laughs> <laughs> and he's becoming a Safu mess. Like one of his hands is metal, and this uh, uh, this little animal type character, he uh, he's training wax. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, the Kabuki Snowman. So he's like uh, Wax's Obi-Wan. <laughs> and like I said, man, the first one was amazing, fun. And I and me and the Black Nerd Power Crew actually interviewed Yehudi Mercado. Oh, nice. 
bothering artist when that first came out. And then recently, uh, I ordered Safflewood Takes Two from a local Black-owned bookstore in Memphis, The More Books and Things. Nice. <laughs> Check them out. Uh, and in this thing, you know, he's still training, trying to be a Safflewood master, but he's, they kind of been back in New York, though. Um, but but now in this one, he has to deal with these evil characters, and they like have little minions that copy your abilities or bite your style, which is supposed to be like a known <laughs> tip off. Yo, man, they bite my style. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a woman. Her name is Mega Hertz. And then her sister, who kind of looks like Missy Elliott in like the little trash bag. From Super <laughs> uh, nice. They've like joined together and they're trying to um, take over Discopia. Uh, I was trying to get a quick little look at her because I believe, what is her name? Her name is actually something like super duper or something like that like uh, <laughs> a play on that uh, missy elliott yeah yeah uh yeah yeah her name is super duper okay <laughs> and and so they're the main bad guys and like i said it's a lot of battles involved you know miss mystical abilities kung fu stuff and rapping i mean two about is like just as good as the, the first one, if not better. And there's a cliffhanger in it that has me like anxiously awaiting and anticipating a third volume. Nice. Like I really want this trilogy to end. And uh, I sent Mr. Mercado um, like a message on Facebook. I was like, man, two was so amazing. I was like, I want action figures and a cartoon he was just like ah oh, thanks because he's probably busy but i'm like i but you know i just wanted him him to know me and i just really dug it because like because there have been a few years in between these i went back and read volume one again <laughs> and then i read two because i just wanted to you know get it all i didn't want to forget and i had this show in mind i was like i want to review both of these uh they're published by oni press most people know oni from scott pilgrim nice um i also like the little wrestling uh manga style book they had called super pro ko but uh oni oni has a lot of nice cool and unique properties um and man like I say, I was born in 76. I grew up in the 80s. I'm a hip-hop guy, you know, breaking breaking to Electric Boogaloo and B Street. <laughs> so at least once a year. Yeah. Understand? <laughs> you know, and uh, also The Last Dragon, which is kind of like a, that's more of like an R&B, hip-hop, kung fu oh, thing. Yeah. Yep. So like, this just spoke to me, man. This like, I loved it. You know, I'm a budding voice actor. I wish I could 
do voices whenever he, you know, hopefully if this ever gets made into a property, man. Yeah, that'd be I, cool. I just really, really like these. Like I said, the whole hip hop, 80s, uh, kung fu type mashup, it just speaks to me on so many levels. And these get a buy. Like, bam, bam, both. And Yehudi Mercado makes a lot of cool, interesting stuff. So just, you know, check out all his stuff, man. Yeah. And that just came out, volume two just came out um, two months ago in April, right? Yeah. Okay, nice. And the first one came out in 2018. Nice. See, Barry, these, these were not on my radar, uh, but I, I'm i a little bit um, younger than you, so I, I didn't necessarily grow up in the 80s, but I love 80s hip-hop, and I love sci-fi, So, and I love kung fu. So it sounds like this is right up my alley. So definitely sci-fu. I want to take a look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this week on We Love Comics. Like I said, don't forget, you can always leave us a comment down below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you if you like seeing our lovely faces, leave us a comment down below. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification bell for anytime you want to hear a new episode or see us. The notification bell will let you know in your notifications. If you're listening to this in audio form, uh, wherever your podcasts are found, most likely you're on either Apple or Spotify. That's that's the most, the largest majority of people. Um, you can leave us reviews in both of those platforms. Give us five stars. It helps us out, helps us get noticed and uh, spread the word that Seabury and I are here. And sometimes we're joined by Hunter Camp on the Giant Size episodes. Uh, also want to let you guys know, I just did an episode with my pal, Mr. Justin Jorfee, where we talked about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics from IDW. So I definitely want to check those out. Um, but that was previously in our feed. So check that out. Um, you can always check out our other shows on the Geek So to Speak Network, The Sandbox Gamers, which is our video game podcast, and Treknological, our Star Trek podcast, where we're talking about Strange New Worlds, the latest Star Trek show that's out right now on Paramount Plus. Uh, Mr. Seabury can be found over at Cinesundry, reviewing yeah, yeah. movies every week. Popping movies reviews. The most recent one is uh, I reviewed The Devil You Know. That's with uh, Omar Epps. Uh, also, Glenn Turman, who you may remember is uh, <laughs> Colonel Taylor from a different world. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty interesting uh, film right there. And uh, Let's see. I believe coming up next is the unbearable weight of massive talent oh nice where nicholas cage plays nicholas cage <laughs> and um also we've got reviews of uh, top gun and the bubble coming um nice and also like i said you know i also act um you know i've got a few projects out there you can um uh, be on the lookout for Orange Mound Bound. That is an animated project that I'm a part of. Nice. Are, I think they pretty much finished the first episode and they're crowdfunding. Um, also, you know, <laughs> your boy trying to get some voiceover work. So, you know, stay tuned. You might be hearing this voice somewhere soon. Hopefully. Nice. Hopefully. nice. Well, you can also hear this voice 
on Black Nerd Power, Seabury. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're on a bit of a hiatus right now, but yeah, uh, you can listen to all the episodes of Black Nerd Power on the Kazookian app. Because uh, we are now part of the Kazookian family that is a uh, podcasting and audio recording company uh, based in Memphis. Nice. Uh, yeah, so, you know, go and download that app is it's uh you know got like a little green leaf on it the uh kudzu plant nice. <laughs> yeah yeah so download that kazookian app and give me a list yeah all right that's gonna do it for this week on we love comics the show where we love comics and you should too